Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Matt Schlava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Schlava. And it's Sunday night. It's pretty late. I'm just getting ready to wrap things up and go to bed. I, uh, I just put a post on my Instagram story about how packed full my car is right now. And it is absolutely packed to the brim. I have just enough room to fit my backpack and my lunchbox for work tomorrow inside. And then basically every other inch of space is taken up by packages. So it's been a really good weekend for me. I've been selling a lot of pretty bulky, bigger items that are a little bit heavier. So my 2008 Toyota Camry is a little bit weighed down right now, but it's been it's been really good. I've been super blessed to find myself in the opportunity I am. I'm just super, super thankful for it. Um, but it's just something that I want to share with you guys and hopefully bring you guys a little bit more value as to whether or not hopefully get you guys a little bit better tactics and hopefully get you ready to make a little bit more money, especially with the summer coming up. There's so much opportunity in the summer and summer is more summer is more of a time to strike on deals and garage sale things and for me that's really what I want to focus on tonight and just in general that's what my main focus will be for the summer doing some garage sales and learning retail arbitrage learning to find the trends in retail arbitrage learning to distinguish which items I think will end up making me more money and trying to get ahead of the curve so that I'm not as reliant on trying to find things from people in my group as to, you know, helping them out a little bit more and trying to learn things a little bit better. I, I like to, I like to learn. I enjoy being self-sufficient. I enjoy being able to understand things and why I'm doing things when I'm doing them. So for me, just taking a lead that I get from somebody isn't really all that great because I am making a lot of money off of it, but I want to find out how I can get that lead, how I can actually find ways to figure out which items will be hot and why they'll be hot and and kind of rearrange my brain to think that way so that way I can become a better a better reseller and somebody who is better at predicting markets and that translates in all sorts of reselling and all facets um, whether you're predicting the resell of different products from a retail store or different things like real estate or different things like the stock market you can that sort of a skill is very valuable for generating an income and generating money that makes money for you not just money that you spend and blow on random things so that's something that i'm focused on and garage sales is really the start of what what got me going and reselling i started back in february of 2019 I did some thrift stores, I did some outlet finds, but I probably made only like 200 bucks and I did it for a few months and I was part-time like I am now. I just wasn't as dedicated to it as I am now. And so going into summer of 2019, I started doing a ton of garage sales and garage sales are absolutely huge for making, for getting really good purchases at super good deals. You look at garage sales and people are just looking to offload items because they don't want them anymore. It's something that's been crowding up their house. It's something that's been weighing them down. They don't really use it anymore. Maybe they bought a nice tablet or something like that and they don't use it anymore. So 
They put it out at the garage sale. They don't know how much it's worth. We know how much it's worth because we go on eBay and we search what the item has previously sold for. And then I try and make them an offer for something that I can make a decent amount of money on. And usually the offer is insultingly low, but at the same time, most people aren't insulted because they realize the game of garage sales or, or maybe they don't and they just take the first offer anyway. So for me, I just want to talk a little bit about negotiating with people at garage sales today. Um, there, it's really not, it's not anything crazy. It's not anything over the top, but when I walked up to my first garage sale, it was bizarre to me because I'd never negotiated with somebody in person before. It was never something where I was going back and forth. I'd never done that with anybody. So I kind of sheepishly walked up and as a 22 year old kid, that's kind of bizarre, but I walked up and tried to negotiate with this old lady about a coffee mug and she was kind of gracious enough to go with me and let me kind of get the better end of the deal. I think it was like two bucks. I got it for 50 cents or something dumb like that, but I'd never done that before. And so for me, that was kind of a skill that I definitely still need to work on a lot, but I was able to sharpen a little bit with just garage sales. I mean, you have people that want to get rid of the items already, so it's really not that hard to negotiate them down. They already are telling you, hey, we don't want this in our house because they have it out of their garage sale. They're not going to put their most prized possession out of the garage sale. So you already know they don't want the item. So you can feel free to kind of give them an offer that's a lot lower than they normally, than they have it marked for, just because that's going to do two things for you. One, you're going to get a lot less of a, of a, an asking price from them because it's going to anchor. It's called like an anchor where you anchor yourself at a much lower asking price than the person is originally asking. And that's a book that I got from Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. That's what I got from the book. It's a tactic that he gives about putting a really, really low anchor. And then you can you can up your the amount that you're going to give by certain percentages. I think he says the first amount you should give is like 65% of the price you're willing to pay and then increase it by 10% or 15%, so you do like 15%, and then I think 10%, and then 5% until you're at your full asking price. And usually it makes the person feel more comfortable because they see these incremental increases in your price you're willing to pay, but you're actually only gonna end up paying your your original price you wanted to pay anyways. So it works out for you, it makes them feel comfortable, and that's how you can get a better deal. So with that though, one of the biggest tips I learned about going to a garage sale is I was very gung-ho about getting a deal. So I'd walk up to somebody and I'd find an item that was $10. I'd say, hey, would you take $5 for this? And they'd say, perfect. And then I'd walk away and wonder, could I have gotten that item for a dollar or $2? And that may not seem like much, but for me, I didn't have a lot of money that I was working with and every dollar counted. And so I kind of kicked myself for that, but ended up making money on whatever item that was anyway, so it's fine but I want to make more money than less money. That's what we all want to do. So in order to try and maximize the amount of the amount you'll be paying, or I guess minimize it in our case, but get the most item for your money, the best way to do that, in my opinion, is making the person who is running the garage sale throughout the first offer. And a Pure Hustle podcast kind of turned me on to this. And then Chris Voss, who I'll mention probably hundreds more times in my podcast who was the he was the head of negotiation for I think uh, like host hostage negotiation for the FBI 
So he knew his stuff. I mean, that's what his job was. He was the head of that for the FBI. And so he also affirmed this. So it wasn't just Pure Hustle Podcast saying this. It was also somebody who had worked in in this sort of a negotiation realm where he was also saying, make the other person give the first price. You never know what could happen. They more than likely will go over what you were willing to pay. That's how it works. But sometimes they may surprise you and go under what you're willing to pay. And so I'll oftentimes say, hey, I really like this. Do you think you could do a better do you think you could do a better price on this? Is this the lowest you're willing to go? How comfortable would you feel about lowering the price on this? Uh, just different questions. Um, even talking to the person, it makes them more comfortable. I'll go into a garage sale and I'll ask them how their day is going. I will comment on maybe a sweater they're wearing or something, you know, anything really just to get conversation going. And then from there, you can pick up an item. And especially if it's an item that you don't want, I love doing that. I pick up an item I have no desire for, but maybe looks unique. And I'll say, hey, this is super cool. Where did you find this? And then they'll go on with some story about how they went on vacation and they found this unique, uh, you know, hand carved knife or something. And which may be a good item to pick up. I don't know. But I usually have never picked up any knives because it seems like there could be a lot of liabilities with that. But regardless, you get the point. You you start a conversation, you develop rapport with the person, and then they're more willing to work with you because now you're not just random buyer who showed up at a garage sale. You're, you know, whatever your name is. You're, for me, it's I'm Matt now to that person. I introduce myself. It's, it's good to get on a name-to-name basis with that person because now they know you, they feel more comfortable with you, and people tend to give people they like better deals. At least at least in my experience, that's what I found. I would rather give somebody who I know a good deal rather than somebody I don't know, depending on if I know the person and like them, I guess. But just be friendly. Go and, and, and talk to them. And then you'll find yourself in situations where you'll ask, what's the best you could do for this? And then they'll go, well, I don't really know. What's the best you could do for this? And I'd say, oh, I don't know. I, I don't even know how I would value this sort of an item. You know, Something like that maybe putting them in a position of power that they feel that they can properly judge it. That's a good way to go. So I'll, I'll typically say something like, I don't know, you you would have to know more about this item than I do. I don't really know much about it. What would you think that you could go to? And then they make an offer and then I'll typically counter with something like, wow, like that's a super, super generous offer. I just, I don't think I can pay that much. Would you take this? And the negotiation goes on from there. But it's it's been something for me that's it. I don't try to throw out the first price very often. It's really whenever I'm pigeonholed into having to do it before things either get like to an uber uncomfortable place for me, like where I can't take the the awkwardness that's about to happen if I just ask them for a fifth time to tell me what their first price would be. Um, that is a time that I'll typically throw one out or. Or if I'm just like not with it and I'll just throw out a price. But there have been times where I've talked people down using this method to 50, 25% of what they're asking prices. And when you're doing that for things like like for a projector or I remember I went to a garage sale and got one of those ring doorbells. And I think the lady was asking for $50 for the doorbell and I talked her down to 15 and it wasn't anything special. I just talked to her and she said, hey, this was something we bought for my mom. We're doing this garage sale because she recently passed away. I don't really even know what it's worth or what to do with it. And I said, would you take $15 for it? She said yes. So, you know, these types of things can really go a long way. And 
really what's been important for me in garage selling is making sure I get the other person to throw out a price first. I want them to put out their best price and then I want to drive them down from that. I always want them to have a lower price than what they're already asking so that that way I know, okay, they are willing to negotiate. Let's drop it down and let's see how low I can actually get them. So that would be a piece of advice I could give you. Try and get the person to throw out the other offer, the first offer, so that that way they may go lower than you even thought they would and they may go lower than you were originally trying to get to pay for it anyway. And then you can negotiate them even lower. Or maybe like the person, you just pay them because you feel good. But regardless, it's always good to take the risk or not even a risk, just the chance of them saying, hey, I'll give this item to you for 15. Maybe you're willing in your mind to pay 20 and now you can go, well, I think I can get them down to eight. And so you go back and forth. But it is a huge tip. It's not something a lot of people realize. It's not something a lot of people would think about, but it makes a lot of sense. Having them give the first price doesn't pigeonhole you and it doesn't make you in a position of weakness because you may end up getting a better deal than you ever imagined. So I think that is something that could help you a lot during garage sales this year. I really do hope that you can go out to garage sales and learn a little bit. Give it a shot. It's not for everybody, but I think it's fun. There are a lot of people who like to garage sale anyway. So going out and even if you want to just cover the cost of the items that you buy at a garage sale, just to keep for yourself, buy a couple items to flip on eBay. You may find that you love it. You may find that it just pays some of the bills. So I will let you guys go. That is really all I had today. I hope you guys had a good weekend. And I will get with you tomorrow on Monday with another podcast to hopefully bring you some value. So I'll let you guys go and I will see you tomorrow. Peace.